It's Tuesday night and it's time for supper. Let's join Dr. Trey and Lady Nina at the Supper Club. Happy, happy Tuesday, family. Well, maybe not as happy as our other Tuesdays so far this year, uh, but we, we want to welcome you back to the Supper Club. I'm your host, Lady Nina D, and Dr. Trey is here, and uh, we just want to want to get started in this conversation. We know that the world is feeling the heaviness right now at the, the loss of nine lives in this tragic helicopter accident that also took the life of one of NBA's greatest uh, to ever play the game, Kobe Bryant and his, his daughter Gigi, um, some other coaches, another young lady who played on the team with his daughter, the pilot, and other family members who were on that on that helicopter, the first thing that we want to do is offer our sincerest um, condolences to yes. his wife, to the spouse of uh, the other the other coach that was on board. Her husband has been left with three daughters that he's got to try and wrap his mind around being a, a single father to and all of the other families that are suffering this loss from uh, the Supper Club and from the Purple Rose Planet family, we just want to send our, our deepest condolences to the family and um, just let you know they, they are in our prayers, they're in our thoughts. There are never any words, you know, that, that really matter at this time. Uh, it's really going to be about what we do as as supportive individuals and many of us had never had the pleasure of meeting Kobe Bryant or his family. Many of us didn't know any of the other individuals that were on board, but just knowing that they were loved by someone and someone's life is forever changed by their loss. Um, If anything, all of us can contribute to their, to their healing, to their, to their grief process by just showing some compassion to, to your own neighbor. Um, and this is, you know, it's interesting, Trey, because I was having this conversation with my sister and I was saying that I really, I'm a, I'm a empath naturally. And so I feel whatever it what any hurt that other people feel, I feel it as if it's my own. So I have to be very careful for my own mental health to kind of back away from the the heaviness of social media right now. I can't look at it all day, every day. I can't participate because it's, it's heavy. Kobe Bryant, for some people, wasn't just a basketball player. He was their hero. He was, the, you know, the person they looked up to. He gave them the the drive to want to do better, whether it was in the game of basketball or just as a man. Um, I can say for the culture, for, for a lot of black men, this was this was they got, you know. So they they really feeling it right now, many of them. Uh, I, I would encourage us, let's not discount others' grief. Don't tell people, you ain't even know Kobe, so why, why are you tripping? Let's not do that to each other. 
you can't discount what somebody else is feeling. You know, because I know what I felt. I was living in Florida. I'll never forget the day my brother called me and told me not to turn on the news because they had just started announcing that Michael Jackson had passed away. And my brother knows me so well. He knew that if I saw that and I was alone, it was going to be crazy. <laughs> Some of us have a connection without meeting them. We have connections to our heroes and we just, we feel when something happens. So, you know, me, myself, I was, I'm not a big basketball fan. I didn't follow his career, but I have some cousins that are diehard Laker fans and they hurt right yeah. now. So I, I feel, I feel for them. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's about, it's not always about knowing a particular person, but it's about, how their contribution impacted you. And I think that's what people tend to forget. It's not always about personally knowing it. I I think on the other side, sometimes the, the, um, the misunderstanding I'll say that people have with it is that for some people, they'll show more compassion to people who they had no personal relationship with than the ones like you, you, you opened the show talking about us being more loving toward our neighbor. And that's one way to honor the life of, of other people. And it's true. So I think sometimes it's, it's that, that, um, incomprehensible show of affection to somebody that they didn't even know versus how they treat people who they see all the time. I mean, even, even biblically, it's like, how can you love the father, but you won't love your brother who you see all the time. So I think that's in part, why people feel the way they do in terms of a celebrity. The other thing is this, the death of a celebrity should not be the, especially when you know other people around us who've passed away, you and I were talking offline and you know, there's people in your own community that we were talking about who lost their life, violence and in other ways. Oh yeah. So the death, so the death of a celebrity alone shouldn't cause you to reevaluate life and this and that, especially when there are people around us who are, who are passing away in some kind of way all the time. Um, of course, there's a greater show of love in terms of the celebrities, even you know, even as opposed to the people that passed away with that celebrity, like in this situation, because the celebrity is who people knew. The celebrity is who people saw. The celebrity is who people were inspired by. And, in, and specifically in this Kobe situation, and, you know, God bless Vanessa, his wife, and, and their other children because they, they lost, yeah. you know, for her as a husband and a child in one single moment is – their sister and their father in one single moment. And people go through that on a daily basis. But of course, again, it's about the impact that he had on a more grand scale. And what the point I want to make is that, you know, for some people, you know, you have, you have a generation growing up watching Jordan and then that next generation that comes along, they didn't see, they see the highlights, but they didn't watch the games as they were happening. They know the highlights of Jordan. Right. They, they wear the shoes, but who they saw play, was the Kobe's and LeBron James's and those, you know, we're entering a new generation of legendary iconic players. And of course, that's why people feel the way they feel. And it's okay to feel that way. It's okay because of the yeah. contribution that people made. I hope Nina, that through this show and through other stuff that we've done, you know, we always talking about purpose and legacy and those, those key things. I pray that we have that kind of impact to some degree, you know, that when we leave here, it is, a, you know, we, we've done something so significant. We've impacted people in a way that the loss is something that people take a pause at 
and not just, you know, I, I heard I heard Al Sharpton say years ago, there are plenty of people that die, you know, they move on, and, and we never come to say goodbye, and that's because yeah. their hellos never meant anything. So why come yeah. to say goodbye if your hello never meant anything? I just hope my yeah. hello means something. I even said a few days ago before this even happened, and I'm going to throw it back to you, Nina. I said a few days ago at work, I was passing by an office, went in to talk to these, um, a few of the nurses, the ladies were in there, and we were talking about different, different things we were going through as far as the, what we're going through with patients. And we really had a good moment there, and it got to a point where we just started laughing about so much stuff. And you know me, I'm a clown, so I was enjoying it. I cracked right. jokes, and I was about to leave. And one of the one of the older nurses said, "Man, I'm so glad you stopped, and just I'm just glad you came in here." That's what she said to me. And my response to her was, "I don't want to be that person that spends time with people, and people be like, well, well, that wasn't nothing. I don't want to be that way. I want to be impactful, and even if it is just sharing a laugh." We just were able to, to have a woosah, you know how we do, and have a breath of fresh air yeah. and just forget where we are for three to five minutes and just have a good time with each other. That was a few days ago, and I'm still thinking about it today. I know they're still thinking about it. That's how effective I want to be. So imagine somebody who's like the Michael Jackson, like the Kobe Bryant, you know, Lord, please don't let nothing happen to Stevie Wonder. I can't take it. <laughs> Listen, I tell you, and we said that, we said that when we lost – um, when we lost Prince, we were like, hey, okay, listen, we we need to keep our eyes open. We said this when we lost Aretha. We Man. need somebody watching Gladys Knight. We need somebody watching. I got Aretha Franklin on the DVR. I, I was watching it the other day, so I'm on Aretha Franklin. I, it, all the day I'm singing sometimes it's called in April. I can't think. My favorite, my favorite singer. Um, when we we ran down that list of uh, jazz singers that we were just in love with, my absolute favorite yeah. singer is Nancy Wilson. And when mm. she passed, I was like, okay, okay, we we need, but yeah. we have to we have to remember. It's one thing to watch our our heroes, heroines get older and, you know, pass on and they've left this great legacy, you know, we would be, we we would have, we have hurt. I think it's, we also have to consider when it's someone who's young and vital and seems like they have so much more to do, then it's, it's also a shock, mm-hmm. you know, that, oh my gosh, we, we didn't expect that. We were expecting, we expect old age to be the thing that takes us all out. We expect that we'll be able to live out a certain number of years and then be able to transition. And I think that, number one, as humans, we have very high expectations of life, not just for ourselves but for others, so high that we become angry when life, and death does mm-hmm. what we do not expect and what we don't want. And I think right. we should be careful to how we position ourselves so that we're not disappointed to the degree that we take we take anger out on other people and we become angry, angry inwardly. Um, yes. 
because yes. we don't because we don't understand. But the shock that's part part of the the phase of phases of grief. You gonna face anger in there somewhere, and that anger comes from the disappointment, the shock of wait a minute. In my mind, this is not how it was supposed to happen. My my brother posed an amazing question earlier today on Facebook, and um, when I when I looked at this, I was like, man, that's a good question, and I and I want us to to answer this and see what we come up with. He said, I was having a discussion with a few friends of mine. If you came into this world and God gave you the option to reach the pinnacle of greatness on this earth in any field, but you had to check out early, would you take it? Mm. So in other words, if you knew, if you knew, before you came into this world, you'll be able to achieve everything you set your heart out to do. The pinnacle of greatness. Mm-hmm. You achieve yeah. that purpose, but you got to leave earlier than everybody else. You won't get as many years. Would you take it? Would you still pursue life knowing yeah. that you would have to check out early? And I thought the genius of this conversation was in that we don't know. We don't get that forewarning because I think um, I think God knows He just knows better than us. He knows what we yeah. would choose. The crazy part is, Nina. The, the ironic thing is, at times in my life, I've actually thought about that same thing. I, I said to I to myself, not to anybody else, but to myself, like, well, wow. What, what if I had the opportunity to achieve every single dream, everything I've ever imagined? But I'd have to die early. What well, what I would call early. Would I be okay? I've actually phrased that to myself. So it's so amazing that I've never openly said it. <laughs> but yeah. it's so amazing that he. Wow. Yeah. Yep. He said that, and so you know, one person's comment was about how how solitary they felt like life would be if you knew ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I thought about that and I would never, I would never want to intentionally cause my family pain by leaving them early when I have a choice. I know what it's going to do with them. I would not, I don't think anybody wants to cause that kind of pain. But at the same time, greatness mm. is often synonymous with solitude. Yeah, yeah. The level of greatness that some of our heroes have achieved in doing so, for them, sometimes solitude was the only way because they were yeah. so committed to the craft so committed to purpose that nothing else get in between the bond they had with their purpose. Now, it doesn't mean that everybody is in purpose to do something. We all are. But right. we have choices along the way. And some of us choose, you know, to, to sort of to change, you know, what that purpose might mean. Once you, for me, like for me, perfect example, I'll always use my, myself. 
I am not married. My son is 19 years old. He knows how to, he's living on his own. He's working. I've been able to do what I can to help him grow. I'm always going to be, you know, his mommy. He's full rotten. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I have the space to be solely committed to my work and the the path of purpose that I'm on. And if I was to stay on this path and be able to achieve that which I started out with, but I had to I had to check out early, I would take that. I would still come. I would still choose this life because there's also the 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 component here that there are some levels that our greatness will not achieve until after our passing. Yeah, and that's that's sad that it is that way. But, but that's, I think it's that's, also that's what it is. Yeah, I, I think it's also sometimes the 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 thorn in, in our flesh that keeps us humble. It keeps us from from forgetting that it's about a greater purpose than not necessarily ourselves. And I think it's yeah. I think it's also about how difficult sometimes it is for people to really value what's always there. Um, and that's sad that we that we are that way that we really can't always value. So it's it's on the left and on the right, if you will. Um, it's for us and for others. We can't value what's always there, but that's the thorn in our flesh to keep us at a certain level of, of humility. Look at somebody like you know we just celebrated um, the Martin Luther King holiday. Right. Of course, it's observed it's observed a little bit after his birthday. And here's a man who died at what 39 years old, um, who yeah. had so much life ahead of him, a family children, four kids, I believe it was. Um, and, of course, now they're they're all adults and doing different things. And we lost, of course, Coretta Scott King a few years back. Um, so she continued to live and was very impactful and continued work, continued the work. But here's a man who impacted the entire world and at 39 had to go. You know, there's the right. Megan Evers and those people. And, I'm, of course, I'm mentioning King because we just celebrated him. Look, look at that, the impact that he had on the entire world and, and even yeah. the current state of, a, of an entire people and couldn't live past 39, spoke, of course, about his dream, said, I may not get there with you, which, of course, family and friends and other people talk about how he knew his days were numbered. Um, yeah. That whole thing. So you know you're here. You know you're chosen. You accept the this 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 burden of you know whatever it is. Of course, his his is a little more burdensome than others because his isn't isn't as celebrated and wasn't as celebrated at that time as say a basketball star, a music legend, those kind of things. He's doing the the work of human rights and so forth and so on. So of course you're going to have the 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 hatred. Of course you know the bombing of his house and all these things. He's living a life in danger. People talked about how. Even with King, how he went through that time of being depressed, he got to a point where he hated the smaller crowds. He was just, he was tired. Yeah. He, you know, people people around him talk. So he was still a human being in all of that, as amazing and as great as he was. And look at years later, the impact that, that his life and legacy has had. And But, but there we go, legacy. <laughs> you know, yeah. sometimes, that, sometimes that means you ain't always around. To see the rest. It does, and and think about think about the fact that he had a lot of other people on that post that that my brother made 
were saying, you know, I have a family. I wouldn't want to leave them that way. If I had a choice, we know, you know, people don't don't choose it. But um, I wouldn't want to leave them that way. I wouldn't want to spend as much time as I could with them. Um, But Martin Luther King had a family. He had a white children he loved dearly. But his dedication to that purpose, to achieving those small goals that would lead us to a a movement that would change the world. He was so bonded to that purpose. It didn't, it didn't weaken or lessen the love he had for his family, but in choosing to accept that path, it cost him his life. And for some of us, for some of us, our purpose will cost us our life. And once our lives are over and we've transitioned, even then there will be another level of greatness achieved because now we've laid something so powerful that others will catch on afterward and think, oh, man, we can't let this die now. You know, they started this. We, we just can't. Uh, let this go. We have to keep this moving. We have to make sure we honor this because this person gave so much and they, they did everything that they could. We have to make sure we yeah. do the next thing. And sometimes people won't have those feelings. That next level that we're that we wanted to see won't come until after we're gone because that's when it'll yeah. hit certain people. You know, so, um, and I said this after after Prince passed away because so many people were feeling the the weight of okay, we we lost Michael, we lost Whitney, now now Prince and mm-hmm. those in music, these extraordinary musicians, you know, and I'm sure we people that the same conversation was, was going on when uh Jimi Hendrix passed, you know, when right. Marvin Gaye yeah past it was like oh man not not them like oh my goodness what what are we gonna do and so you talk about their greatness and i i said the best way that we can honor greatness is to be great there's nothing else you can do to honor what you admire so much but to do the absolute best that you can do and um i i told I told my sister I wanted to be careful how, as 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 a business owner, how to acknowledge the, a tragedy without it being self-serving. Because honestly, I have been yeah. so disappointed yeah. in yeah. how some people have addressed what has happened because it's so self-serving. Like we can have this discussion here without yeah. saying, you know, post it. And I, I'll do this the same way I've done every other show. We advertise it based on when it comes on weekly. We let people know to tune in. But you don't capitalize off someone else's pain for likes and follows. A life is bigger than that. And and sadly, Nina, from what I I understand, uh, because I did see a couple press conferences, and naturally, of course, the, the authorities involved, L.A. County Fire, um, the the Sheriff's Department and different things, they weren't releasing names. As you know, is the process. They need to verify things, make sure families are contacted, so forth and so on. I was saddened that, and I understand how our our society works, and I understand that there are media outlets. I understand the need to make the money. And 
um, you know, all that. But I was I was really saddened that it was possible that the families involved heard about it, you know, by, with an update on their phone, with a ticker, yeah. with going on Instagram, you know, so if, so for TMZ yeah. and maybe some other outlets who got to be the, and I understand that's how, I understand that's how, that's how media works, but in an effort to be the first to break the story, cause that's how you, that's how you got to be. Um, yeah. you know, it, it, it's just sad. It's just, it's really sad because I don't care what we feel about a person and what they've done. One thing is not the, 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 the sum of who a person and who or what a person is. It's still really horrible for the family to figure I'd hate to be sitting watching TV, and that's how I find out that somebody who I love and and am connected to is no longer yeah. here, and, and in a tragic way. I hate for my family to be sitting down, flipping through the channels, and the news headline comes up that I'm gone, and that's how they know. Um, that's sad, yeah. and that's, it's disrespectful, and it's hurtful, and we've got to be better in terms of that. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it really... Our culture has bred um, this this hunger for likes and follows and shares so much so to the point where we we challenge our own humanity and we cheapen we cheapen people's lives by trying to maximize our popularity off of someone else's pain, you know, trying to capitalize on someone else's tragedy. And I wanted to be very careful of that. So one of the things that I said was, even though it's bittersweet, you know, it's a wonderful thing to have lived a life so tremendously that our collective heart breaks at their passing, you Mm. know, and I think, I, I think when, when this kind of thing happens, we should be able, I'm in awe at our humanity at these times because it feels like everybody's feeling something. And for me, who a person who gets very frustrated with humanity, um, and I'm an introvert, I, I have a hard time around a large crowds and, you know, small crowds, I just have a hard time. And so it, I'm challenged with the, the phony stuff. I can't take a lot of that. So I am comforted when I see people feeling something because it reminds me we are human. People do feel things no matter how much they try to front, no matter how ugly people act. There are still humans who are capable of feeling pain and being vulnerable and wanting to care for others. What I do want us to be careful of is all of the, you know, watch the unprofessional, unlicensed therapist on social media right now because I've seen some people <laughs> handing out some bad advice. And I'm going to just be honest. I understand people's hearts are breaking. People feel a certain way and they want to say, you know, life is short. We ain't got time for this and that and the other. Call people you ain't, you know, talk to. Get it right. Clean it up. You know, forgive and forget, move forward, let it go. I see all of that stuff, but the reality is that's not how it works. And you don't guilt trip people into poor decisions because you're missing somebody. You know, my my cousin made a statement who was a licensed therapist, and I'm going to read what he said, and, 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 and we're, we're, we're going to say goodnight. 
Um, but I said it's important for people to hear from a life from licensed professionals that forced reconciliation in the wake of grief can be very unhealthy. Yeah, you don't force people to reconcile during grief because that makes you feel better about a situation. That's like that phony stuff we try to do in church. You want to wait till the spirit is high and go hug somebody you didn't do right, you know, <laughs> and want to make them feel like yeah, we we you don't do that. That's not what this means. Yes, life is short, but people have to make choices and be responsible and have integrity with how they treat others. And I don't owe you my time or space in my life because we were experiencing a national tragedy. If you don't treat me right, you don't belong in my life, period. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of the things that uh, he said, is, his name is George Conway, out of Flint, Michigan, and he is the, the owner and counselor at Reimage Collective Counseling. And he said, yes, it's possible to grieve the loss of someone you've never met personally. For various reasons, an idol, an inspiration, or simply a good influential person. Also, sudden death can trigger emotions correlated with the unresolved grief of someone you did know personally. On this particular platform, however, we are seeing a mixture of genuine grief and attention-seeking behaviors. I don't care to judge which is which, and if it doesn't relate to your bottom line, I don't think you should either, but that's my opinion. Finally, this tragedy and others similar often cause an influx of unhealthy mental health advice. Emotions are high, and that's totally understandable. However, telling people to call, reach out, and make immediate amends with every single person they may have conflict with and just, quote, unquote, let it go or, quote, unquote, move on without addressing core and root issues is not how any of this works. It's just Mm. not. And that is from a licensed professional. Everybody collectively experiencing the grief of someone can be a very, very sensitive time. For those of you who are like me, who are empaths, you feel the pain of other people, be careful how much of this you take in. Protect your own mental health. Doesn't mean that you can't experience the same grieving feelings of your own, but make sure you're not overloading and taking on others' emotions of it and weighting yourself down. Be very careful what you look at, how you read different things. I I was very challenged because, like I said, as a business owner, I wanted to make sure I addressed it appropriately without being self-serving, which causes you to have to look at what's already being done. But in my personal life, I was experiencing a challenge in my own community. I had to attend a very – I didn't have to. I chose to attend the funeral this morning, and it was very challenging. Because that person whose funeral I, I attended was, was murdered. They were taken out, which in a way we can say is premature and, and violent. You know, and the circumstances surrounding it was very, very challenging on both sides. And so I had to take a minute and just be like, okay, I need to decompress from that. And that's, that's definitely what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. Yeah. I'm, so I'm yeah. off. I'm off work. Don't email me. You know, don't call me. I'm taking the day off because I have to decompress and I have to, you know, kind of get some things in order. And that's okay for us to do that, you know. So, yep. like I said, 
you know, it's, it's going to be a challenge for us collectively, but let's be careful how we take it in. Let's be careful not to be self-serving. You know, if you do business, you have your shows, you do podcasts, broadcasts, just like I do, you know, don't post on yourself Kobe in big letters just for clickbait to get people to come. <laughs> don't, don't do that. This was a human being. He has a wife and children who are going to and are devastated and will be devastated for a long time. That's just the reality. And they deserve better than that. Those other nine individuals, those other individuals that were on that helicopter, their families deserve better. They deserved our respect. Yeah. And I plan to give them, I plan to give them that. So you're not going to see that kind of stuff from us. Like I said, we, we, we put our, our post out there and, um, we a small station. They probably won't see our stuff anyway. So it ain't no need to be in no whole lot of hoopla <laughs> doing all that stuff. Be respectful. Let's just be respectful, period. And yeah. uh, that's all I have to say, Trey. You can close us, close us out. I'm tired. Listen, that, that, that close it. Ain't nothing, much to, ain't nothing else but to really say. Check who you are in times like these. And yeah. in short, in short, that's also not forced for those people who believe in Jesus. That's great. But let's not use this time also to be abusive and force Jesus on people and say, well, you yes. need to get your life right. You need to do this. Let's yes. not do that. I think it's, I think, I think we, we better serve that name in just treating people with, with the compassion and the love that Jesus yes. would have. I think that would, that's more impactful than being judgmental and trying to bully people into um, yes. accepting accepting Jesus because of how they feel in this moment. Let's let's do what yes. makes sense, y'all. Stop being dumb. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's an excellent point. Excellent yeah. point. Let's please take that advice. Just be easy. Let people live and let people grieve. We love y'all. Yeah. We're gonna see yeah. y'all next week. And uh take care of yourselves, take care of your neighbors. And uh, we'll see you next week. Make sure you tune in any day to hear the Blue Jazz Station at Purple Rose Planet. You can hear us every single day. And the Supper Club is on Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock. Podcast is also available on Spotify, The Breakers, Radio Public, and soon iTunes. We love you. Have a great night. Peace. This episode of the Supper Club is brought to you by My Beverages. CBD-enhanced artisan water. Enhance your beverage. Enhance your life.